hour two is here. It's time for Touchdown Turnover, backed by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong, better rates and better service, atfcu.com. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, thank you for making the Swain event part of your morning. Boston College was able to rack up 245 yards on Missouri last game. I mean, it was it was weird, being just seeing Missouri rip off long run after long run. Uh, Boston College first touchdown. I was like, wait a minute. Is Missouri an SEC team? <laughs> I thought they were supposed to have SEC speed. It did not look like Missouri was an SEC team in the first quarter of the Boston College game, the way that Boston College was running away from uh, Missouri in the open field. Maybe Boston College is just a really fast, slow program this year, but it's, that was my thought. Right or wrong, that was my thought. But if you are Tennessee looking at the film, you, sh- you should feel confident about running the football. At least it did seem like Tyon Evans was pretty confident. He didn't want to say too much, but he felt good about opportunities that was available uh, that will be available to him based on what he saw on film from, from Boston College. Now it's about going out there and blocking it, uh, making the adjustment. Kate, uh, Cooper May's not playing. And just going out there, doing your job. I think, for me, Tyne Evans is Tennessee's best running back. And mm-hmm. it's a little puzzling of why he didn't get more carries in last game. But he is... Tennessee's best running back. So, touchdown turnover. Well, Tennessee hit 200 rushing yards as a team versus Missouri on Saturday. 200. Now, Ben, let me let me let me tell you this. Let me help you out. Let me give you some. Let me give you a little bit of stats. Kentucky rushed for 300. 300. And 30 yards. So the two quality teams that Missouri have played so far, they've given up over 200 yards. So basically almost 600 yards in the two losses. Boston College, Kentucky, Mizzou has given up. So Tennessee, do we rush for 200 or more yards on Saturday? Ben McKee, putting you on the spot. Where are you going? Turnover. Not with not with Cooper Mays not playing. And Jabari Small was running the ball well against Florida. So that's why Tyon did not get more carries. Technically, Jabari averaged more yards per carry than Tyon, 5.4 to 4.5. Both ran the ball well. I, I didn't have a problem with the distribution in carries. The, between them, 22 carries, 109 yards. A, a little under five yards per carry combined. Uh, but I do agree with you. I, I'd like to see Tyon have more than uh, 11 touches for the game. Technically, he had 14 touches if you include the receptions. I, I would like to see Tyon's carries more in the more 17, 18. And, and let, let's also not forget that Hendon is going to take some carries away as, as well. Mm-hmm. He accounted for 13 carries against Florida more than Jabari or Tyon. So I think that played part of it. But I, I agree with your overall sentiment that Tyon needs – more touches for sure. But I say turnover. I just don't have any faith in in 
the running game without Cooper Mays until they show otherwise. Because without Cooper Mays, the only thing that they've shown us this year is that they can't run the football. Versus a versus a boo boo running game. Uh, did you see the Tennessee Tech game? I did see Tennessee Tech game. That was how would you classify Tennessee Tech's run defense? Man, that'd if have you, been that'd have been too... Missouri's boo boo. What's Tennessee Tech's? Well, that'd have been that'd have been two two weeks before against a inferior opponent uh, at noon. I would I would hope that in the two weeks um, coming off the Florida game, where you did run the football better than you did against Tennessee Tech, so you ran the ball better in Florida, against Florida than you did Tennessee Tech. I with would, Cooper in, okay, but I would I would hope that with Cooper being hurt for going on four weeks now, that you have had plenty of time to adjust and still be able to run the football uh, effectively with a quarterback that can add another dimension to the running game. I would hope that 200 yards could be something that you could have obtained after seeing Mizzou basically give up 600 yards to two opponents, Kentucky and Boston College. I would hope that Tennessee gets close to 200 yards or gets over 200 yards. But, hey, I mean, that's that's your opinion. I'm I'm not saying Tennessee can't. I think Tennessee will have success running the football – whether they get to 200, I don't know. I understand that. I'm, let me finish. I, I understand you feeling that way based on what they have failed to do for, for games. And I, I'm just saying I would hope that after those, those four games, and Cooper has been hurt for the majority of those games, that we would make the, some, make the adjustments to be able to say, all right, Tyon is, you know, he didn't play one game. All right, he has his feet under him. He's played an SEC game. He showed out in that game. You know, Jabari Small, this is a legitimate two-headed monster. You add in Hendon Hooker, who now is no doubt the number one quarterback. There's no question about, all right, who's going to be the guy? Who's not going to be the guy? Is he the guy with Milton's hurt? Like, at this point, we should know, like, who we are. Let's go. And because of that, I think you should you should run the football against this defense – even even without Cooper. Now, if we're talking another defense, it may be a different story. That's all I'm saying. I understand where you're coming from. Until they do it, you're not going to you know, feel like they, they should do it or can do it or will do it, whatever. But I just, I just feel like, man, they, with the receivers playing the way they're playing, I think you got to run the football for over 200 yards. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Not saying they will, but they should. They should. What's the, what's the what's the sense in practicing every single day if you're not going to get better and make adjustments when so, you know someone goes out or when you don't perform at a certain level, um, you know, second third game of the season? I mean, that's why we practice. That's why we meet. You got you got to you got to figure out um, how to make it happen without Cooper Mays in there. And again, this is the Mizzou defense. That's one of the worst rushing defense defenses in the country, and it's a must win. For Tennessee, so there's a huge sense of urgency. Huge sense of urgency. You gotta, you gotta find a way. You gotta find a way, unless we're expecting some breakout from um, the passing game, where we're gonna just light, light the world on fire. And we haven't seen that um, yet. So where's it gonna come from, Ben? Got to come from somewhere, mm-hmm. offensively, because this is this is going to be. What is the over on this? What's the over under on, on this game? Because I mean, you get the email from the university. And, you know about about 
this matchup, the game notes, and sixty-five, sixty-five. So last week was sixty. This has the potential to be a high-scoring game. It really does. And so if you're going to keep up with a Mizzou that's going to throw the football, they are going to throw it. Where's 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 the offense coming from? Where's it coming from? It's got to be from the from the ground. Tennessee's got to be successful running the football to take pressure off of the passing game that is very inconsistent at, at every level, whether it be quarterback, pass protection, or or receivers. You got to be able to lean on the run, and, and hopefully they can do that. I mean, if you, how are you going to win this game if you don't have you know somewhere in the ballpark of 400 yards total offense. Now, unless you plan on getting some turnovers on special teams and, and, some, and some turnovers where you get a short field and you can just easily score, then, okay, that's, that's one thing. But, like, if, if, if you're going to get into the ballpark of 400 yards total offense, I mean, I would hope that half of that is a running, running game. Um, it, you know, Boston College have 450, and they had 275 rushing, 175 passing. I mean, I would – and I know we play a totally, you know, different offense of um, scheme uh, when it comes to the run game. That's something Cooper Mays talked about uh, yesterday on Tennessee Prime. But we got to find a way to make it happen. You got you to run the football. You can't let a team that struggles this much defending the run allow them to win this football game just because – you have an injury. I'm not downplaying the injury because Cooper Mays being out there is, is important, but you got to find a way. You got to find a way. You got to make a way. So that's 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 where I am on, on that. Find a way. And if I'm a Tennessee receiver, you can't you, you can't let this coach staff be like, hey man, first to win, we got to run the football because passing passing is is not going to happen. This is a chance for you. To redeem yourself, because those Mizzou DBs are, to me, not impressive. They do not run as well as our receivers. We should be able to have opportunities down the football field. We should be able to create separations going going vertical. If you put these guys in a race, I don't think their DBs can run with our receivers. But we have said that other other games, too. And DBs have been able to get out of there without getting toasted and burnt multiple times. So there's going to be opportunities all over the field. More this game than it was against Florida. Must win. 11 a.m. local kickoff. Asked K. Mays, Tennessee Prime, last night about the wake-up call. What time do you get up? He played at Missouri his freshman year when he was at Georgia. The wake-up time is Ben. 6.30. Woo-woo. 6.30. It's good stuff from uh, K-Base. Swain Event. Be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain event relies on 42nd Street. 
42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. If you know your HVAC system is in need of replacement, now's the time to upgrade. Hiller wants to buy your old system. During the month of September, you'll earn a credit of up to $1,500 on select new HVAC systems when you trade in your old unit. Or upgrade to a new tankless water heater and we'll give you $500 for your old equipment. Don't wait until your system fails. Visit HappyHiller.com today. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes.
two here on the Swain event. There's no better time to upgrade your essential home systems than this month with Hiller. And Hiller is offering you credits for your old home systems. You can trade in your old HVAC system, earn up to $1,500 in credit towards a new select system. You can upgrade from a old standard water heater and then uh, earn up to $500 with your trade when you upgrade to a new tankless water heater and then uh, electrical panel. Trade in the old one, earn up to $500 in credit towards your new electrical panel. Hiller's work is backed by the happy you'll be or the service's free guarantee. Their technicians are continuing to take measures to keep you and your family safe and healthy on every single call. HappyHiller.com Take a look at this text box. What's going on on the text box this morning? Nick from South Carolina says, hey, guys, just tune into the show. Sounds like to y'all that Hooker is definitely playing. Has that been confirmed? Hoping he does. We need him. Uh, no, has not been confirmed. Um, I just... I, I just feel like that um, when time comes on Saturday that I, th- I, I just feel like he'll be out there. But nothing has been confirmed. Nothing has been um, shared, and it won't be. Well, coaches don't do that. As we mentioned in the beginning, Austin did share that in VolQuest two-minute drill yesterday, yesterday afternoon, and that's posted. Uh, he did share that Hendon – practiced and, and took the first team reps. That That's a strong indicator. Without anybody on Tennessee side saying something, announcing something, the fact that Hendon was, was QB1 in practice and practicing, that that's a significant sign, indicator, that Hendon's going to play. That too. Because the last two weeks, Joe has has not practiced – it has done a little bit towards the end of the week, but not done a ton, not taken any QB1 snaps, and has not has not really played. Did not play against Tennessee Tech. And Heupel said after the Florida game that they wanted to avoid playing Milton at all costs. They they weren't going to play him unless they, they had to, and they had to when Hendon came out. Yeah, and I listen, I felt this way about Hendon playing before I even heard about Austin's comments on Ball Quest. So I just, you know, just looking at what happened and – you know, I just, I just, I just kind of felt like by the end of the week, he would, he would be okay. Um, that just, can, that just basically backs up my, my feeling even stronger with him taking first team reps in practice. So, uh, sounds like to me, Ben, you, you told Nick that he needs to be on time. That's, that's what it sounds like. You told Nick that he needs to tune into the show sooner, and he would, he would have <laughs> heard that if he would have been on time. That's yeah, what, Nick. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Nick, do you have a watch, Nick? Is your watch broke? <laughs> uh, Don Mills says that he'll go touchdown. I watched BC game uh, with vested interest, and they will run at will versus Mizzou. I don't know about running at will, Don, but I think Tennessee should be able to run the football um, better than they have. You know what? I'm going to say all season, man. I'm willing to say that. They should run the ball better than they have all season. You're making me feel like a real negaval this morning, and I don't appreciate it. Why? I'm genuinely asking, not sarcastically asking, what have you seen 
with Cooper Mays out of the lineup that makes you feel good about Tennessee rushing the football against Missouri this weekend? Because that, that's, why, that's where I'm holding back. And like I told you during the break, the, the touchdown or turnover is making it seem like I, I just don't think Tennessee will run the ball this weekend. I don't believe that. I do think Tennessee will, will run the ball. I just think they'll, they'll be kind of 160, 170, 180, pushing up towards 200. And I'm just not willing to say that they will rush for 200 because Cooper's not going to play. And the only time we've seen Tennessee's rushing game without Cooper, it's looked abysmal. There's other, there's other areas of the football field you can run the ball. Yes. There's adjustments you can make as, a, as an offensive unit um, to run the football. And Missouri is one of the worst teams in the, in, the, in the country. There's a sense of urgency right now. This is a must win. You're two and two. You got to have this one. You know more about yourself at this point than any other point of the season. You've had four games to correct mistakes. So I just feel like that that's that's going to that's going to take place. And I'll be the first to admit that the the Tennessee Tech game is is weighing on my mind heavily. Yeah, it's not uh, for me. It's not. That that's fair. I just you should be able to push Tennessee Tech around, and and, and you should. And to 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 spin that, I guess, or take the glass half full approach. And I've I've mentioned these circumstances when discussing that game over the last week, week and a half. A, it's Tennessee Tech. They're not going to have the same mental intensity. Is that a phrase? Did Butch ever use that phrase? Sounds like something he would say. Well, you can mental use, intensity. Did you, I just did I just create my own Butch Jones phrase? You can you can you can charge Butch for no. Butch can charge me to use that for his sorry Arkansas State football team. No, 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 no. You can charge Butch. You're gonna he's gonna pay you to use your that phrase. I agree. Be a hundred. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. Butch is not gonna charge you, Ben. You gonna charge Butch to be able to use your phrase you just came up with? Well, I'm sure. Well, Butch would try to charge me because he tried to say that he came up with it first. Oh, but he we we all know he likes to steal ideas. Uh, but Tennessee's gonna have better mental intensity for Missouri than Tennessee Tech. And as I also pointed out, for a good chunk of that game without Cooper, Kingston Harris going down, Cade going down after he speared that. Tennessee Tech player on the sideline, you were playing with with guys who shouldn't be on the field uh, against Tennessee Tech. So that that's how you could look at Tennessee Tech as an anomaly. But I still don't know that Tennessee's going to get to 200. Hopefully, I'm wrong. If if Cooper was in there, I would, I would feel great about 200 because I I do agree with your assessment of of Missouri's run defense. I just I don't have a ton of faith without without Cooper in there, and and until they show otherwise, that's how I'm going to feel. Hey, that's 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 a very understandable approach to for you to take. I totally get it. Um, I totally get it. So Tennessee against Bowling Green, I don't think we rushed for more than we did against Bowling Green. So um, I said that we should have the best rushing outing of the season. I don't think it'll be better than Bowling Green because we did rush the football for a ton of yards against against that squad. We had um, 331 yards, so I don't think it's going to be that much. But I do think it should be uh, right at 200 or and and over. And so I think we should have some success running the football. And when you do something for the first time, 
that's going to be the, I think, the the worst that you're going to do it. You know, Jerome Carver had to come in the first time to spare Cooper Mays. He should be better now doing it. So that's kind of what I'm banking on. It's like the first time doing, you know, calling football games on Robert Thursday on the radio. Like, for me, like, that was my worst time doing it because it was my first time doing it. My first time doing this program, Swain Event, 11 years ago, first show was trash. It was garbage. It was my first time doing it. It's supposed to be that way. So for Jerome Carvin, you know, playing center after playing guard for the first time in this offense is new. And so, yeah, it, it's supposed to be not not as great as Cooper. And I just expect for it to be a whole lot better because Cooper has been hurt for weeks now and they've had opportunities in practice to – Prepare him. At least that's, you sh- that's what you should be doing. I mean, we're, you're going to practice two hours every day to be improving. So I just expect to see that. And then you had that with his urgency. You had that with Tyon Evans. You know, he has, he's more comfortable now than, than ever. Um, you know, he didn't play one game. The first game was, was, was his first game. So I just think that he's more comfortable, knows that, Listen, man, I made plays against Florida. I can make them against anybody. Let's go. He should be playing confident. I just, yeah, man, I just, I just, I just feel like we should have uh, success running football. And listen, I may be wrong. And if, we, if I am, I'll be the first one to admit it. Um, but if you're going to win this game, I don't know how you're going to do it with 300 total yards or 200 total yards. It has to be over 400 because Missouri's going put to up, put up points. Uh, you're going to have to keep up with them. And I don't know how you're going to do that with, with, you know, getting 400 yards but not getting 200 yards rushing because the same way you feel about what you have not seen in the running game, I have not seen it in the, with the passing game other than some quick screens or drawn up plays from the coaches to get guys wide open. At some point, and we talked about this during the break, at some point you got to see more Jimmy Callaway type plays where you take a simple screen – and it's an athlete going to make a play in space. Like, we can't draw it up perfectly for touchdowns every single time. It has to be about players making plays. I gave you an example during the break. Like, 06 Kyle. My touchdown was Coach Cut scheming it up. It wasn't, it wasn't me doing anything special. All I did was run in a straight line. I didn't really have to beat anybody. I ran a straight line because it would be open, and then I caught it, and I ran. Like, it was easy. It was an easy touchdown. But because it was in the Cal game, like, it's pumped up bigger than it really, really was. And, listen, I know I'm kind of taking credit away from myself and giving up the cut, but it's just the truth. What Robert Meacham did was take two simple hitch routes to the house. That's the difference. And we got to have more of those plays where, like, Josh Heupel's not calling a play and going, yeah, man, this is – this this should be a big play. This should be a touchdown because I schemed this up based on the film and how a team doesn't play a certain uh, you know stack formation or play a certain thing when it comes to motion. Like I want our coaches to go, oh man, he scored on that play. Oh, I didn't expect that one. Man, what a I didn't expect Jimmy Callaway to take that one to the house. Wait, like we need more of those, man. I think Tennessee has some guys that can make those plays too. Valus is that way with the ball in his hands. Callaway is is capable of making a guy miss. Valus against Tennessee Tech, like the simple slant route or fourth down, like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, 
And, and against a, a Missouri defense that is not great, Valus can can make guys miss. Heck, he makes Florida players miss. Valus is is good with the ball in his hands. They gonna, he gonna he gonna get used. I hope so. He needs to. He thinks so. Do you see his tweets? Is it him or is it is he hacked? I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, can't, I, I, I can't ever tell if he's he's selling PlayStation sixes or is uh, he, he talking about that. He has some uh, <laughs> t-shirts that he's he's trying to sell and looks is like it, is he, it real? He deleted them. Is, is it him? Yeah, because I don't think that was him, man. Because I because I kind of look sideways at the tweet like. Ooh. So you know which one I'm talking about. My looked, thought was that somebody is running his Twitter account for him. That was my thought. Because I looked at the tweet, I was like, oh, that was, that was, um, that was weird. Do you have, do you have the, the tweet or is it already He deleted gone? them. There, there were like two or three. It was like. Him, if you think I should. Get the ball more, buy these shirts. Yeah. I was like. It was weird. It was a weird tweet. That, in a, and I automatically kind of told myself, oh, yeah, he's, he, he's hacked again. Well, that's not a hacked type of tweet. Somebody, that's an actual tweet. The question is, did Valus do it, or did somebody who was controlling all of his NIL stuff, running all of his NIL stuff, did they tweet it? That's kind of what I thought. <laughs> I mean, it's a true, it's they, a true they, tweet, but it's they like, deleted it now. It's like, whoa. And, and he's already uh, tweeted this morning about some, not, nothing bad, just good morning, who would be interested in some signed, used, Gear, jerseys, cleats, pants, gloves, football. Message me now. Let me know. So, who knows? Maybe it's somebody running his NIL stuff for him. Maybe it's not. But Valus is a guy that can make guys miss, especially against Missouri. Jimmy Callaway has that ability to, to make a guy miss because of his speed. Uh, Jalen Hyatt has the ability to make guys miss as well because of his speed. Tyon Evans, we talked about him making guys miss. I mean, making, making guys miss after the catch or just making guys miss? With, with Jalen or Tyon? Jalen. Just running right past them, causing the DB to take a poor angle. You know, Valus is the leading receiver for us right now as far as yardage. <laughs> and, he's, and he hasn't played enough. It's crazy when you think about it. I think it's interesting that we see this game kind of, of, of backwards because I, I have more faith in – in Tennessee's front seven defensively than I do Tennessee's rushing attack going into the game. I got the confidence in their front seven defensively. Well, I, I guess I just don't see it as a, a shootout. Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a shootout. Well, that's, Missouri can't run the football. So their strength is, is, is throwing the football. So one of our weaknesses is pass rush. Just because, that, just because we're better – and our pass rushing doesn't mean that we're good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we only had, I think, what one sack against Florida. The was it Blakely who had the sack? Yeah, and it's like two yards. I think. It, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a big time. Well, and part loss. of it, yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, it was great coverage downfield. Nobody open. Emory Jones had the whole field. I mean, he had like ten, twenty yards that he could have just taken off and ran, but he sat in the pocket way too long. Nobody was open downfield, mm-hmm. and Jaquan Blakely kept working the left tackle and just kept coming around, coming around, coming around, and cover Jones just didn't get out. Yep, It was a cover sack. So, like, I'm looking at our defensive line. That's improved. It's still not putting pressure on the quarterback like we wanted to. And then I look at Missouri, that their strength is passing the football, and they didn't give up a sack last week against Boston College. 
So that's that's what they're good at. They're they're a good passing football team. They can't run the football. Now, if you can get to the quarterback, uh, and I saw Boston College, you know, bring bring some blitzes and things like that to get Bays like off his spot, get him off his spot, and just make him uncomfortable, make him throw from different platforms, arm angles, things like that to force an inaccurate throw. I mean, that's that's that, that's something I think Tennessee certainly can do, but. You know, they rushed the football for only 88 yards against Boston College, threw it for 300. That's like that's that's who they are. They want to throw it. They're not going to run the football against against Kentucky. Um, they threw the ball for 290, rushed for 104. Like they are a passing team. So I just see and this. in that Kentucky game, Bays like threw it 51 times, 51 passing attempts against Kentucky. Yeah, 34 for 51. Bazelak scares me more than the receivers. So if, if, if Tennessee can, can play good coverage, which they did against Florida for the most part, against, again, receivers that do not scare you. No, they don't. And Missouri does not have receivers that, that scare you either. So I, I would expect that Tennessee should be pretty solid in, in coverage. Bazelak scares me more. I think Bazelak is significantly better than his receivers. No, I mean he sh- he he should scare you. He's the guy that keep that makes everything go. He's just like the Pittsburgh quarterback. Bazelak and Beatty, those are the two names to know. Yep, yep. You know, Beatty was Missouri's leading receiver against Kentucky, and then against against Pittsburgh. Uh, oh my gosh, Dove. That's his that's his last name. I didn't even try to say his first name, but Dove was um, the leading receiver. Leaving receiver as far as yards, he had three receptions for 89 yards. So he had a big play. Toski. What? Toski. Toski Dove. Toski Dove. What if his last name is Dove? Dove. It could be Dove. Or Dove. Uh, Dove. Or Duve. Well, it couldn't be Duve. Suave. It wouldn't be. There's no U in there. What if the O is pronounced as a U? Man, where's the, where's the pronunciation guide? Whatever. <laughs> I'll, pull, I'll pull it up. Who's on the phone? Courts involved. Courts involved. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, I have a suggestion for the show. Ben's going to hang up on me for this. Uh, I feel like since Ben's trying to like bully you the last couple of days, bully. I feel like you should. Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel like you should tell him uh, do like what Debo did to his little brother, and next Friday say like funk. You won't talk. You raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, Ben. Ben. Ben's not a bully. He's not trying to bully me. We'll uh, we'll take your suggestions when you become a top twenty caller on the show. Ooh. Oh, oh, that hurt. That hurt. Ouch. Ooh. You are crushed, <laughs> Cortavall. I don't know how you're gonna go on the rest of your day today, man. Better have I'm, a box I'm, of tissue. But today, now it, it, it's over. Go back to sleep, man. <laughs> Try again tomorrow. Ben just, ben just ended your day. He just ruined my day. Ruined my day. <laughs> I had to give him a hard time. Uh, I just wanted to uh, just kind of, I guess, expand on something you guys were talking about. I, I don't think we've seen enough talent either, really, just to be honest with you. I think we need to get him involved. I, I mean, the Florida game showed that we really need to get him involved in any way possible, kind of like the way that we really should have done more so with Camara as well. And I know that's not – you know, it's apples and oranges. I'm not trying to put him on the same level as AK. Because, sounds like it. Sounds I mean, like I, it. No, I'm just kidding. 
Ah. I'm kidding, Corn. Did you just say Tyon Evans is Alvin Kamara? I'm kidding. We won't do that to you. We won't do it to <laughs> you. I'm just kidding. I know what you're saying. He's one of those yeah, guys uh, that you treat like Alvin Kamara. You say, okay, man, let's let's make sure he has these amount of touches this game. I think he's earned absolutely. That you just get him the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I feel like that would be a key to this game this week, and I really do. I feel like if we can just get him involved in as many ways as possible, and if uh, I, I feel like if Hooker has a good game, I, I mean this this could be this could be a fun game to watch. It really could be. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's going to be a lot of yards, a lot of points. It'd be entertaining. I just hope we come out on the good side of it. But I just want to holler at you guys and give you a hard time. Hope you have a good rest of the day, y'all. You too, man. That that was a top twenty phone call. In my opinion, Ben, it was alright. But I think I think this can be a fun game. Like this, that was the best phone call that we've received today. How many have we received today? That's the only one that we've received today. That's why it's, you kind of you kind of won by default there, corn to fall. Won by default. You are the tallest short person in the room. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Swain event. We'll take a quick timeout. And be right back after this. For what is coming up on the Swain event. Hey there, Swain event listeners. I'm excited to share my new Keller Williams Realty app so you can tour homes without leaving yours. Not only can you search for homes in specific areas and neighborhoods, you can also have access to real-time market snapshots on stats like average home price and days on market, plus commute times from your office, school zones, and much more. Download my app today and get the most accurate information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in your area. Just search for the Keller Williams Realty app and click on more in the lower right-hand corner. Type in Jennifer Morris in the Your Agent search bar, then save and you're set. And as always, feel free to reach out at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. There are articles and news stories that you read 
about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? We are late on this one, so we get half of the for what, and then the other for what goes to Utah quarterback or former Utah quarterback, Charlie Brewer, who graduated Baylor, transferred to Utah, was a starting quarterback for the first three games, but when he was benched last week during their loss to um, San Diego State... Man, he decided to transfer. He entered the transfer portal. Well, the starter at the beginning of the of the season, three games, was benched because of his performance, and now he decides to transfer. For what? For what? For what? For what? I hate to do this too, man, but when Oregon was playing against Arizona over the weekend. And boy, was that a thrashing. I watched like a little bit of the beginning. Did you watch the Washington State game? No, I haven't got a chance to watch Washington State yet. Hmm. But um, I did watch some of the Oregon-Arizona game on Saturday last last week. And Oregon's piling it on. Oregon's a good football team. And 
Mario Cristobal is giving one of his receivers the business. Rightfully so, because his plays is costing the team yardage. And the announcer, and many people have told me it's Rod Gilmore, was like, oh, maybe that's just a little too much. No. No, he, he needs he need to be undressed. He didn't touch him. And what was cool about that scene is that the receiver looked the coach dead in the eye, took the coaching, and that was it. And that's the way it's supposed to be done. And I'm just surprised that an announcer, especially an announcer who played, you know, played the game, and it's not like he's a spring chicken or anything, would feel like that was too much. Like, in the, in your era, that was routine. That was nothing. He didn't pull a Pruitt and grab the face mask of, of the player. That was, that was just hard coaching. And the point needs to get across. Your selfish actions is going to cost this football team. So let's nip it in the bud now. Remember when Florida player decided to throw a, a shoe in the LSU game and cost his team? Yeah, you got to straighten that stuff out on the front end. Because if you don't, because you're so worried about hurting people's feelings. No. Trying to win football games. You can't do it with selfish play. What you got over there, Ben? I don't have it for what. I'm I'm a ball of positivity. Is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. Glass half full guy. All right, if you say so. Oh, I do. Let's go to the text box. What's cracking on the text box? Joe Vall says, if this game turns into a shootout, how do we keep our defense from gassing out in the fourth quarter since our depth isn't where we want it to be? It seems that even when we score, the drives don't take any time off the clock and our defense is back out there. That's a really good question. The Florida game, they were running the football. Running the football. Taking up time. Controlling the line of scrimmage. Um, Emory Jones just demoralizing us there uh, in the second half. I think it could be... I think it'd be a little bit different. Because I think Tennessee will have more success running the football, which will give the defense more time to rest on the sideline. So that's that's the difference, Joval, for me. That's what I anticipate happening. Because I think we will be more successful running the football. And the tempo without Cooper Mays won't be as fast. Maybe it will be now that John Carvin will be you know, filling in um, not for the first time. Maybe the tempo is a little bit faster. I did notice how the tempo wasn't as fast against Florida because you did not want to gas the, the defense out um, quicker than, than you did. And they ultimately was tired and got tired at the end. But <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just think that because of the success I think we will have running the football, I don't think our defense will be tired like we saw last game against Florida. That's just me. Scott, my man from Jacksonville, says, Dang, Ben torching the callers on the Swain event. Telling the caller he's not a top 20 caller, and there's not but seven people that call into the show. <laughs> that, that is right, man. Got about a hot seven. Hot seven. Cortival says oh, it's awesome because I'm 6'4". Cortival was second. I forgot Rodney called in. 
Yeah, he did forget about old Rodney. Volstone called you a bully. Man, he would know. Tremel says, Ben, you cutting deep. <laughs> Chip Payne says, speed is not a factor if you can't catch the ball. Football is not a track meet. Exactly. Exactly. Especially, I mean, if your position is a receiver, don't matter how fast you are if you can't catch. If you're a running back, it don't matter how fast you are if you can't if you can't hold on to the ball. Mm-hmm. And a quarterback, it don't matter how fast you are if you can't throw. So, speed can only do so much for you. You got to be all around football player. Jay 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 Wall says, uh, "Good morning, guys." How do you feel when fans call guys who transfer non-graduates VFLs? Don't like it. Because they're not. Ryan Johnson. It depends. Is. He graduated. Loves Tennessee. Just Tennessee was not the place for his football career, unfortunately. So you got graduate to be called a VFL? So, like, so like – if you, if you busted your butt here at Tennessee, you, you gave your all, and then you decided to, to transfer after playing three years and you didn't graduate, and then you go somewhere else for a year, you're not a VFL? I don't think that you're not. I don't know. I don't know, man. Because I got some guys on my team that I played with that didn't finish their career at Tennessee, but they identify as, 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 as Vols, and they love Tennessee. I mean, they love, love Tennessee. And maybe their degree is not from Tennessee, but, man, they sure gave it all for the time they was here, probably more so than some of the guys they were here four years. It, it's, so it's, it just depends for me. Yeah. It, to me, it's the Eric Grays, oh, Henry yeah. Tolos, the Wanya Morrises, those guys. Yeah. The, when they transferred, no. They're, they're not. But when it's Marcus Tatum, Ryan Johnson, Brandon Johnson – Guys like that who who gave their all for three, four years. Yeah. And, and, and it just wasn't working out at Tennessee. Yeah. That that I mean, even like a DeAndre Johnson, I view him differently than I view the other ones. Yeah. If they want Ty Chandler, I view Ty Chandler different than the other yeah. ones. If they want to identify going over there, man. If they want to identify as a VFL and they just felt like it was a business decision for them for the last year, but Deep down in their heart, I mean, they they a VFL. That's something they want to identify as. I have no problem with that. Now, I'm not going to be out here to be in the VFL coordinator and the VFL police, but if someone asks me what, you know, do I consider this certain individual one, I'm going to give you my opinion. But I think every situation is different. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Brandon Johnson, it's been really cool to turn on a UCF game and see him rocking the C on his jersey as the captain. And I he guess should. I should say. He's about 38 years old. Yeah, but it's cool because he just got there. That is pretty cool. He right. just got there. And Dylan Gabriel's on the team. And is Dylan Gabriel a captain? I don't recall seeing the C on his chest. I don't, and here's another thing. I only saw it in the Boise State game, so I don't know if it's something that they change, like, per game. But Brandon Johnson rocking the C on his chest. Speaking of Dylan Gabriel. T- catching what do, touchdowns, too. What do you think Josh Heupel's reaction was when Dylan Gabriel got hurt? At the Dylan Gabriel been running that mouth about Hypo all all season. I mean, I don't think Hypo had any ill will, but man, you don't you don't want to see anybody get hurt. I bet you. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Car- like, karma's undefeated, man. Goes around, comes around. Yeah, man. What, what, a, it, what does the back of my shirt say? Everything come back around full circle. That's right. Everything comes back around full circle. And the wise words of the great philosopher, J. Cole. Is that J. Cole t-shirt? Yes, his concert. The shirt that got the concert. I didn't even notice your shirt when you walked in. It's dope. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, yeah, J. yeah. Man, that's right. Is the goat? That is right. That that is right about coming full circle. Everything comes back around full circle. But I mean, you can't say anything publicly because that'll just be petty and that'd be bad if you're Josh Heibel. But like. Dylan Gabriel was torching Josh Heibel all offseason. Then he get he goes out there and get hurt, and now he can't he can't play. Not saying you celebrate that at all, but I bet Heibel was like, huh, well, and go get ready for Florida. <laughs> Let me go get ready for Tennessee Tech. Hmm. Everybody stopped and said, hmm. Uh, Chris at Vols for Life is, says we need linebacker depth. Yep, Chris, we we know that. We've known that for months and months and months and months. That is the most obvious thing with this with this football roster is we need depth in a lot of places, and linebacker is certainly one of them. But you're not going to get it right now. you got to roll with what you got and just hope that no one gets hurt and just continue to develop guys. I know Brian John Murray spoke to the media um, yesterday. Got some good quotes, good quotes from him, but – you're right about that, man. Linebacker depth is not where we want it to be. Let's see what else is here on text box. Um, Jared in Texas said, did y'all see the photo of the Oklahoma transfers and Daryl Milton after the game? Yep. Nope. I saw it and kept it moving. Who posted it? Um... What's my guy? Probably Wanye. No, I wouldn't Wanye. It was um, it was who who handled our uh, social media stuff, media stuff here. He went to Clay West, Bollinger. Yeah, Clay Clay tweeted out. He went to uh, West Virginia. Key Lawrence, Darrell Middleton, Eric Gray, and Wanye. Wanye's jersey sure is clean. You ain't right, Ben. Then ain't got no. He ain't playing. No spots on it. Eric Gray's only got one little grass stain. Middleton's look like he just put on a new jersey for the post game photo. Key Lawrence jersey clean. No, Key Lawrence jersey a little dirty. That's because the grass is cleaner. The grass is cleaner, so when they fall in the grass, the, the grass doesn't get them dirty. That's that's that's. that's Middleton's jersey looks like he just bought it from the team. That's because the grass is cleaner, it's, Ben. It's whiter than me. The grass, dang. The grass is cleaner. Wanya ain't got a single stain on his. The grass He's is using cleaner. a little lotion on his knees, but who am I to judge? Dang. You go to a J. Cole concert, and then you come back calling people ashy. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Rodney and Austin, do you hear this? Do you hear this? Hour three coming up right back. <laughs> 